The battle of Britain is about to begin. Welcome back to the Lead Pursuit Podcast. Tonight, we're going to share the keys to success at Adepticon. And no, we're not going to tell you how to wear a sombrero like the El Guapo of the Lead Pursuit Podcast, our very own Brett. Brett, how are you doing tonight? Man, I know it's still a little ways away, but I'm ready for my my big sombrero. <laughs> big sombrero. That's going to have to wait a couple days. We got a couple things we need to do. I want to play a few games. Guys want to do some hobby, and then the sombreros can come out. But you know, if right. if wearing sombreros isn't your thing, then you certainly should not plan on partying with our very own Lead Pursuit Margarita Man, Steve. Why is that? Because he'll have you about four margaritas deep, and then he's going to break out the outrageously large sombrero that by that point, you just have to wear it, and then the cameras come out. So, yeah, unless you want to be caught for posterity in a sombrero, don't drink with Steve. Steve, how are you doing tonight? I've been, I've been told that me and Casey put the bro in sombrero, so come on out. and <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Put the bro in sombrero. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be another interesting Adepticon. No, we're looking forward to it. Um, so part of the purpose tonight is to break down some keys to success, some things you may or may not know about how to navigate the events uh, and just the, the whole of Adepticon uh, and not get into too many crazy other details. But first, I want to talk about some events that are coming up before Adepticon. One of the big changes is Siege of Vicksburg. So Siege of Vicksburg used to be in October. Now it is going to be President's Day weekend. So Siege of Vicksburg 2024 is going to be 17 to 19 February 2024. Back in Vicksburg, Mississippi this time, not in Jackson. And it will be the third annual Steve Toth Memorial BRS Tournament. Steve you're not going to be there again Dude, this time, I, I can know. tell. <laughs> not President's, President's Day, Day weekend. weekend. I have a long weekend from work. That might be a possibility. What's the weather like in uh, Vicksburg in February? We might have to do that. Overcast and crappy with extra kind bugs. Warm? But <laughs> it's yeah. better than Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> better than it was freezing for fall in. Nah, fall in wasn't bad. Could have been a lot worse. Okay, so that's that's the first event we're going to have in the year. Uh, then it goes to Adepticon 20 to 24 March. That's obviously our big ticket item. And then we'll see what happens for the rest of the year. There's a lot of schedules in flux, whether we're doing Historicon or not, whether we're doing other fall events. We'll talk about it. There's, there's just a lot of moving parts between work and jobs and life. So with that being said, we're going to try to hit a couple events throughout the year. We're going to try to time them well so that they're spread out so that not only we can afford to go to multiple events, but that other people can get a chance to travel around the U.S. and see some of the other cool conventions and hang out with us, which is obviously the most important part of it all. Right, guys? <laughs> all right. So let's talk about what people have seen out there. I don't want to talk about the games we just bought. I don't want to talk about the big-ass box of Marvel Crisis Protocol that I'm staring at over there. 
hey, I assembled one of them, make, made progress. Uh, or the big box of little tanks for Legion Imperialis, or really four boxes. I assembled one Rhino, so I've made progress there. Brett, uh, did you uh, did you pick up any LI stuff? No, not yet. Oh. I want to do drop pods and like flyers and You'd be that weirdo. Uh, what are those? What are the big the land raiders? Yeah. I don't think any of that stuff. Nah, that, yet, that right? hasn't it really hasn't hit yet. So we'll have to wait on that. But yeah. I'm slowly building them. They're fiddly. I'm just going to glue them all together. I'm not magnetizing any of that crazy shit. So Steve's smart. You're just going to 3D do, print all your stuff. <laughs> I could do the, maybe, I mean, I haven't done any list hammer yet, but maybe some Thunderhawks or some Storm Eagles. Yeah, you could do. those are available now. Yeah, those right? are out right now. And you could do some pretty good lists with Thunderhawks. So uh, some infantry heavy and then Thunderhawk gunship support. So yeah, there's always stuff to do. Well, cool. So besides those games, the only other thing I wanted to kind of talk about in the flight line was Cigar Box Battle. Their two-sided vinyl mats are now finally up and out for sale. So go to their website if you want to try those. You've probably seen the photos on social media. We've had a couple different ones that that we bought from those guys, and they're awesome. Uh, they play great for Aeronautica. You can get them with hexes. You can get them without if you want to use them for Blood Red Skies or something else that's not hex-based. Uh, but those are available to the general public now. So I'd go check those out. Um, I would also be remiss if I did not mention a couple other things. There are a lot of new 3D prints out on our website. Steve's very own uh, IAI Kafir is out there. Uh, it's out there with the Hunter. There's going to be some more stuff showing up here in, uh, what do you think, about two weeks, Steve? Okay, yeah, right right around Christmas time, there should be uh, some other prints showing up there. Similar time frame. We've got a lot of exclusive designs from Roman, from the plane printer. So you've seen some of those drop, the Super Mystere, the Mystere 4, the Uragon. There are more on the way. So there's a lot more that we're about to drop. We're going to throw those out right before Christmas and let people get some more uh, early jet goodness. So we got a lot of, a lot of fun stuff for y'all to uh, to play those early jet conflicts with. I don't know about you guys. I'm kind of excited about that for Adepticon. Uh, we've, we keep talking about it for years, and we're finally getting around to having the models and the rules to do some of this uh, early jet stuff. So I think that'll be fun. Hey, did I misread something, or is there a new... Uh Fresh for the holidays, new foam for B-17s that holds eight aircraft, eight B-17s in a single layer. It's like a bag of holding, but made of foam, yeah, right? I was going to say, right, it's Steve? like you ever watch those movies with Santa's where he just keeps pulling shit out of his bag and it's just end bottomless bag of stuff and just pack them all in there, yeah. Bottomless bag of B-17s. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like a great plan. I, I will not be needing that. Okay, so one of the other things I would be remiss if I did not mention and give a shameless plug, no, not for Brett's cat that's climbing all over him right now, but for a game that just hit Wargame Vault a little while ago, it's a print and play game, and it's designed and, of course, has the great art by Ben Rawlings, the same artist that did the aircraft designs and aircraft art for Fulcrum Leader and for Eagle Leader. That's about to go to the printers here. Shameless plug for those two. But his game, Violent Skies, is on Wargame Vault. It's a downloadable uh, print and play solo game geared around individual aircraft and, and uh, group aircraft dogfighting. It's right now Battle of Britain, so it's got Hurricanes, Spitfires, 109s, some other bombers and things in there. 
Uh, he's going to expand it to other theaters and years of the war, but it's really geared around 1940 right now. Go check that out. Uh, I just picked up a copy of it. I haven't played it, so we'll probably have to do a review of it here on this Aerial Wargaming podcast and maybe drag Ben in to talk about it. But it's one of the latest new things that's out there. A lot of people downloading it, playing it, liking it. So go out there and check that out. All right. Shameless plugs complete. Are we ready to talk about Adepticon, I think? Hopefully. <laughs> All right. So if you don't know that the draft schedule for Adepticon 2024 has been published and is out on the website, you're living under a rock or you're working too hard or you're just the kind of person who's not going to go to Adepticon and then why are you listening to this podcast? But anyway, that schedule is out. Now, it is a huge schedule encompassing every day of the event. There are conveniently a few ways you can sort it. When you go to that page, and once again on the video here and in the show notes, we'll talk about the links and uh, show in the video how to get there. When you go to that page, you can sort by event type. So you can sort by the game system. You can sort by your hobby instructors. You can also sort by location. So you can say, I am lazy and I don't want to leave the Hyatt. What games are at the Hyatt every day? And it will pull that up, or you can pull it up by individual ballrooms over in the main venue over at the Renaissance. But those are a couple of ways you can sort the giant schedule. And I recommend go look at that now. Go take a look. Uh, you know, Steve, Brett, you guys have, have run into this like last year. You got to kind of know what backup days are in your plan. If you think, oh, I'm going to sign up for this class or this game on this one day, you need to have looked at the schedule and and you guys had that problem with, with hobby stuff, as I remember. I don't remember any special hiccups, but maybe we had to jump around a little bit to get our um, Oak and Iron game. Now, that may have been what may recall. have been the Oak and Iron yeah, game that you guys we, had to shuffle the days uh, on. When we were doing the painting classes, we got on a couple wait lists and we're kind of shuffling stuff with wait lists around and stuff like that. Right. So there is always that. Option. Yeah, and, and that's another important thing to remember. We'll talk about that when we get to the, how things go on on the day of sign up. But take a look at the day you want. Take a look at what the backup days are and decide what days you want to sign up for versus be on a wait list for. So it takes a little bit of planning. So that's why we say go out and look at the Adepticon schedule before it's sign up day. Now, when is sign up day going to be? Uh, they may have announced it and I missed it, but it's basically going to be after the first of the year sometime. <laughs> so you have an opportunity now to sit down and plan out with your buddies, with whoever else is going to be at Adepticon, what you want to do. The thing you got to re realize and you have to plan for again is there are two distinct venues. There is the Hyatt, which is mostly historicals. And at the main venue over at the Renaissance is everything else to include the big vendor hall. Now, Y'all did the bus a couple times. I know once I had to play dad and drop the kids off at the pool, but uh, most of the time you guys did the bus transit back and forth. How did that work out last year? Yeah, shuttle was tight last year. It was good. They improved it. Good, good. So I would recommend um, not being too worried as long as you leave yourself an hour or so to transit between the two locations, catch the shuttle, get set up. You know, don't don't sign up for events that are back to back. Uh, unless you're in the same venue, but you can easily get back and forth between them. Okay. Uh, the other thing about the venue is the honest discussion about food. So <laughs> planning for where you are, take a look at where you're going to be around mealtime. And we'll cover this a little bit under the managing your personal health piece of it all. 
But take a look at where you're going to be at mealtimes and realize if you're at the Renaissance, you're either eating really expensive bar food, which is pretty good, uh, or you're eating from their fast food, quick food lines, and it's pizza. So you can get salads, you can get burgers. Uh, it's not the greatest, but it's food. It nourishes cheese you. Curds. Yeah, cheese curds. You can get plenty of cheese curds. And if you can subsist all weekend on cheese curds, either you're not pooping or you're just a freak of nature. Uh, but uh, <laughs> good luck with that if that's your diet. Uh, but you know, take a look at the meal times and then realize if you're over at the Hyatt, you have a few more options. There's a few more things within walking distance. Uh, and if you have your car at the Hyatt, then it's really easy to jump across the street, go over to you know, Shake Shack, any one of these other restaurants that's right there. There's a couple burger places that are the next shopping center down. You could walk or else it's about a two-minute drive. But food is super easy to access from the Hyatt. Uh, that has led several of my friends to say, you know what? I'm just going to park at the Hyatt every day because there's more parking. It's easier to get to food. And then they'll just catch the shuttle over to the Renaissance because they're staying off property anyway. So think about that a little bit as you as you go through your plans. What uh, other advice do you guys have for anyone planning between the two venues? Yeah, I honestly think the Hyatt is a great strategy, like you just said. I mean, the shuttle last year, huge improvement. Uh, there's some restaurants attached right to the hotel. Uh, pretty nice bar in the Hyatt, right? Yeah, I, I mean, like the bar. Yeah, I, yeah, I got no yeah. complaints. The bar and food situation at the Hyatt is improved over the other location because I think it's uh, it's far less crowded. Yeah, that's that's, that's the other thing is it is far less crowded to go to the bar at lunch or for breakfast or any one of those things, and so it's it's just fast or faster, I should say. Um, so it's a it's a pretty good setup overall, I think. And you know, hanging out at the end of the day at that bar, it's a little bit smaller, uh, smaller crowd than the zoo that is the bar up at uh, up at the up at the Renaissance. Yeah. If you want to hobnob with the big wigs, go to the Renaissance, hang out at the bar. If you want to hang with all the cool kids, come over to the Hyatt, hang at the bar. We had we had breakfast most mornings at um, the Hyatt. Yep. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. So I, and they had walk up like coffee service. There was bar. You know, the bar service was good in the afternoon. The bar food was good there and. I guess going back again, not crowded. Yeah. And they do salads and sandwiches from their kind of pickup line there in the, uh, in the, the Hyatt. So there's options there. Um, it is obviously not as large of a venue as the Renaissance, but for the people that are over there, I think it's a great base for, for the weekend for gaming. All right. Let's talk a little bit about planning for classes and some other events. So, the classes that go on are fairly centralized over at the Renaissance. There will be two classes, two hobby classes going on over at the Hyatt. And that's going to be our very own Chris Bergeron doing some airbrush techniques classes. But the majority of hobby classes are over at the Renaissance. And they're all in that central area underneath the stairs. And holy crap, does that place get crowded? So, uh, <laughs> I haven't actually gone to any of the classes. Brett, Steve, when you guys went there, how was the turnover? That's always been the biggest complaint that it's kind of a pain in the ass. There's nowhere to stand around and wait. You're kind of out in the rooms waiting for the previous class to clear. What were some of y'all's experiences? Yeah, I don't remember any hassles like that. I mean, we showed up at our designated time and the classes were small. You know, I'm talking, I think our biggest class was the airbrushing class we took that might have had what maybe 20 people in it 
and that was the largest class. The other class was maybe 12 for the faces class. But, um, you know, so I guess my point on that is it was a manageable size class. So it wasn't like, you know, an auditorium full of people trying to get some instruction. Right. So, you know, a lot of potential, you know, a lot of opportunity for one-on-one and stuff in the size class. And as far as turnover goes, I mean, I feel like we walked right in and when it was over, we left and moved yeah, out smart. I mean, <laughs> got your yeah, shit got say, out of there. Uh, if you get there, maybe, you know, not late, potentially even, you know, five <laughs> minutes early, you'll probably be okay. If you're not yeah, five you minutes early, saying? you're I late. Mean, so if you, like, I would say if you plan like a reasonable, mature adult, you'll probably not have any issues. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about gamers here. That That is not at all a reasonable, mature I will say the one thing, make people. sure you read the description of the classes. Don't be uh, like that kid who's asking his buddy for a pencil when the math test starts, right? Like we went to the painting class and I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, everybody sat down with like their own brushes and their own paints and I was, uh, you know, totally unprepared. So read the description <laughs> of the classes and get there a couple minutes early. So you're saying the teacher was the unprepared student. Yeah, yeah. Got it. No, Got I, it. Didn't, I didn't notice. Any oh, no, that's, that, that's true. I think that's another thing that happens where people make one person has a problem and they make it a big deal. Like everybody had the problem. Yeah. So let's, let's also address that a little bit that these painting classes are not all about you. They're all about the class. So if you're going to attend a painting class to get FaceTime with your favorite instructor or painter or whatever, to have them look at your shit and tell you how great you are, or to talk about how great your painting is, that isn't the purpose of the class and you're ruining it for everybody else. So be a good person, go to the class, learn, uh, have uh, listen twice as much as you speak, and uh, you'll walk away with a lot of awesome techniques because they have a lot of great instructors that, that are there. All right. So how do you get the classes you want? How do you get into the events you want? I mean, I've heard it's always a crisis. So we can all kind of offer some different techniques. Um, Brett, what has what worked for you well getting – on sign-up day, in the crush and craziness, uh, what worked for you? Because I think you went back in like a day later because everything had been such a disaster on on registration day. How how did it work for you? Yeah, that was just because I was out of the house. I, I couldn't be home. So it, ideally, I think, you know, besides having the plan ahead of time for what classes you want, I actually had like a little note sheet next to me. So I knew what the class names were. So it was easy for me to to search and find those classes I want at on registration day. And uh, if you don't get them immediately, check out, get back in. A lot of people dump classes and stuff. Yes. You know, they'll, they'll fill up their cart and then they'll dump classes. And then, you know, moments later it's opened up again. So just, you know, if you can be patient, come back in. I, I didn't have that kind of flexibility on the, on the sign up day. Cause I had to, I had to leave for some reason, some family thing I wasn't home for. But, um, even in my case, I was able to get mostly what I wanted. Cause I think I just got on a waiting list and right. I slid in. So no problem. Steve, yeah. what was your I'll experience? Say that I have never not gotten something that I wanted. So like, it's been crazy right. on sign up day and I haven't gotten things and stuff's been broken. And, but I log back in a couple days later, I get on the wait list and, you know, 
three weeks later, I'll get an email. Oh, your spot on the wait list popped up. Right. Like I feel like every (laughs) event I wanted to do, every game I wanted to do, every class I wanted to do, I've gotten every single one just by having a little bit of patience and getting on the wait list. So I, I don't think it's, again, I don't think it's a necessary freak out if you don't get what you want in the first seven minutes of registration. Yeah. Yeah. I will absolutely agree with that. I think there's two decisions you have to make. The first is, do you prioritize swag or do you prioritize the classes you want? Because one of the techniques that a lot of people do is they'll go in, they'll buy the ticket they want. They will immediately check out. So at least they got the level of the ticket they wanted and they don't accidentally add classes. Those classes get picked by somebody else. It kicks their cart back. You know, all the craziness that can go on when thousands of people are trying to register at once. And so I I have done that a few times, but that's because I wanted to prioritize a specific ticket that I was buying. Uh, now that VIG is a little bit more of a, a random draw, that may or may not be as important of a technique. Uh, but it's still a way to go in there, get the very ticket you want, get back out, then worry about the craziness of which classes do you sign up for. Now, just like Brett said, a couple keys to that is have some patience on sign-up day and get what you want, check out, then check it again in another 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes, as as people who have filled their cart with all kinds of stuff, and for whatever reason, their registration has failed or it's timed out and that stuff's dumped, guess what? You get to be the vulture and you get to grab those seats. So be smart and be patient and go back through with that. Um, and then definitely, like both of y'all said, sign up for the freaking wait list. Actually, that's a, it's a two-part thing. Sign up for the wait list and stop fucking bitching. So <laughs> like, like most of us, I think all of us have, have put on wait lists and I have refused more wait list seats than I've taken. Because something else has come up or something else opened up in the calendar and I was like, oh, that's now got a seat. I'd rather do that than what I waitlisted. Um, all those things are okay. So just be patient, sign up for the waitlist, and give it a few weeks to stabilize out. And the last point I'll bring up, and it's not so much for classes, but especially for games, is still bring your stuff and show up. Almost all of them have no shows. I know even when we filled our all of our tables the first year for Aeronautic Imperialis. We physically had the room to put more people there. We we were full of seats. We didn't turn anyone away, but we could have put more more mats out. Uh, last year for Aeronautica, we doubled the number, and so we definitely had some open seats at the end where people did. People were no shows, and we could have put uh, more people on the table. So always take your miniatures, always take your game materials, and always show up if you really want to do that event. Um, and if likewise, if you're not gonna make it. Let the organizers know because then they can either offer up those seats to waitlist people if that is still open or if it's the day of, let those people know you're not going to show and then they're not surprised. They're not going to hold the event. They're not going to you know, not let someone else join while they're waiting on you to show up. I mean, I, I had that situation for the Heresy Aeronautica. Uh, I just got too busy, knew I wasn't going to play. We were working with the streaming decks and all that stuff. Um, so I just shot a quick message over to the organizer and said, hey, man, feel free to give my seat away. I, I can't make it. Um, and so people like to hear that so they know who they can get in there. Okay. Anything else about day of or week of sign up that you guys want to talk about besides be a good person? <laughs> All right. So 
let's talk a little bit about managing your personal health. This is the public service announcement for this whole event. There's a lot of stressors that you're going to be under. One is, hey, I'd like to play some of these games. I've got a lot of shit going on. I've got to make sure that I'm on time to things. Two, you're probably going to stay up late and get up early. Three, you're probably going to drink too much alcohol if you're like us. So do a good job of managing your health. Always try to stay hydrated is the, is the number one thing. And right behind staying hydrated is eating some kind of food. Because nothing is worse than to be in the middle of a game at 6 p.m. and be crashing because you skipped lunch or you had a Snickers bar and a Coca-Cola. So manage your personal health a little bit there. Uh, And if it means, you know, buying a bottle of water and, you know, a bunch of energy bars or whatever, just to get you through some of these events, then do that. Uh, But also realize that a diet of Bottled water and energy bars does not get you through the whole week. So that's going to hurt you in the long run. But take some time and think about, you know, what what times you're going to go to meals, where are you going to go, where are you going to hang out with your buddies, uh, how are you going to cut out some time there, whether you're going to stay up all night gaming or are you going to go out and have dinner somewhere fancy uh, like we usually do and try to act all hoity-toity. Um, but, uh, but all those are going to be stressors on you. So make sure you, you kind of manage that health. Uh, Brett. Steve, I know all three of us have at various times at AdeptCon been uh, a little behind the eight ball. Any uh, any other tips and techniques to share with anyone? Man, one of the things I wish I had done last year was bring some uh, hand lotion and actually have it with me like in my jacket pocket because uh, my hands got chapped big time just from the colder, drier weather <laughs> yeah. that I'm not accustomed to. It, it's not that kind of weather in Jacksonville? Oddly I'm, enough, I'm I had tons of hand okay. lotion, but my roommate used all of it. I didn't know what happened to it. It was just <laughs> crazy. It's weird. It was empty by the end of the weekend. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> on that note, uh, no, there's, there's a lot of things to think about that, especially if you're from a warmer climb, it's a lot colder up there. So dress like you might get stuck outside for part of it because you might while waiting on the buses. Uh, and just, just realize that all of those things are going to create a little bit of a stressor on you. So uh, I'm not going to say take it easy. I'm not going to say uh, to treat the whole weekend with kid gloves, but make sure that by the end of it, you're not burning the candle at both ends. Okay. Let's talk a little bit through what we have on the schedule, because I know everyone's going to Adepticon primarily to see us and to hang out with us because we're the coolest show at Adepticon, right? Okay, I thought so. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So, what what's on the schedule? All right. So, let's see here. Uh backing up to Thursday. Obviously, Wednesday night registration always a zoo. What I will say is sure, stand in line uh if you want to with everybody else, but uh, feel free to also be the guy that shows up uh Thursday morning and goes through a different registration line that's not near as long. Um we like Wednesday night because it's always a big social affair, but I don't know. I don't know if I need to do that again uh, after the last two years. So Thursday, what is on the schedule? And I got to bring out the reading glasses to be able to read the fine print on the LPP schedule here. Uh, so Thursday, the first thing that we're going to do is at noon, there will be the Wing Commander series of games. Now that's going to be jet age stuff, 1950s. We're going to have tables set up so that we can play uh, either Cold War Gone Hot, 1950s, Taiwan Straits, uh, India, Pakistan, 
Operation Rolling Thunder 1966, so some Vietnam, maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll have all those things out there playing with the Wing Commander rules for advanced jets or for 1950s jets and for missiles. So that should be a good time. There's going to be 12 seats for that. But once again, if those all fill up, just show up and we'll have plenty of room around the tables. Uh, The next event... Any, or anything you guys want to say about the uh, the jet era stuff and missiles? I'm liking the jet era stuff, man. Every time we do another scenario of that, every time we play it again, I'm really, really, uh, I'm really taking to that a lot. I think it's really fun, and I'd love to see a big Vietnam game. Yeah, I think we might have the aircraft. We can do that. Hmm. We'll have a few new LPP releases that uh, might be out there. All right, so. Uh, Simultaneous with that game, roughly simultaneous, from 1 to 5 p.m., if jets are not your thing, if 1-200 scale is not your thing, uh, we will not be running this, but John Russell will be running his Blood Red Skies or Big Red Skies, the Battle of Britain. So 172nd scale Battle of Britain with some ginormous chain home antennas. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how he gets those in the door. I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but there's eight seats for that. So if you want to play large scale, blood red skies in one seventy second, uh, knock yourself out with that. That afternoon, also at the same time, Chris will be teaching small scale airbrush techniques. Now you're going to say, why are you teaching this? What, what is the purpose of this? Well, Chris is going to cover a few different airbrush techniques. So one of the things that he's going to cover is camouflage application, but also masking with the model itself and a couple other techniques that you can apply to either, you know, aircraft, tanks. You can apply them to things in the 20th century, 21st century, 41st century, uh, whatever. It's it's not necessarily exclusive to just historical, but it's going to be airbrush techniques. So if you want to see that, if you want to get some hands-on time, definitely go to that class. If you want to bring your own airbrush, absolutely bring your own airbrush. Uh, Compressors will be there. Uh, If you have your own miniatures and you want to try some techniques on whatever miniature you've already uh, purchased, bring those primed, please. Uh, And uh, and experiment on those while Chris is walking you through the techniques. I'm pretty excited about that. There's a lot more to come for the hobby seminar area over at the Hyatt. Uh, there may even be a whole paint and take area. So we'll see how that all works out. All right. Moving on to Friday. Everyone's favorite event. What's everyone's favorite event, Steve? Fur ball. The furball. That's right. The motherfucking furball at 6 p.m., 6 to 10. Oh, and there's some football aircraft. Brett's been working hard. Seriously, thank you, Brett, for repainting and, and repairing and working on, uh, on a lot of the furball aircraft. We've got a few more to send your way, but uh, but they're looking good. So we'll do that 6 to 10 p.m. It will be crazy like last time. Uh, it'll be fun. Who knows what the rules will be? We'll figure that out at some point. Um, but it will be a, a good social affair. And then we'll just retire to the bar and drink some beers for the rest of the evening after playing some Blood Red Skies. And hopefully breaking in some new players. I know last time we got quite a few new players. Hopefully they'll come back and actually be part of the tournament this year, in addition to the furball. All right, moving on to Saturday. Saturday at 10 a.m. does start the tournament. We've lengthened it an hour, so it goes to 3 p.m. 16 slots right now. Standard 500-point list. 
uh, three rounds in the GOE format. So it looks like it'll still be scenario number two, dogfight. And it'll be kind of like last year, but with uh, a few modifications. So everyone who's in that kind of knows what they're doing. Tournaments for BRS are super friendly, not a big deal. But if you've never played the game, you probably shouldn't show up to the tournament uh, unless you are a glutton for punishment, like being beat up. But uh, if you're a new player, young player, only got a few games under your belt, absolutely feel free to show up. Uh, Most everybody else that shows is a good sport and will teach you nicely and then beat the crap out of you so they can succeed and get their place in the, uh, in the top three. (laughs) Don't take it personally. All right. Anyone want to say anything about the tournament guys besides read the tournament pack? Yeah. Steve's probably got something he could say about the streaming. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's going to be enhancements. Sounds like something we had to, we had to buy at a clinic in, uh, in La Jolla, some no, enhancements. Gonna be, it's going to be a great tournament again. It was really good last year. I'm excited to kind of do a, you know, revision two, you know, of the streaming setup and get some real good tables out there, some good commentary. So, hopefully, you found a, a better commentator than the guy that was paired with Brett. I mean, Brett did a good job, but that other guy was an ass yeah, clown. Right. What an idiot! Base for radio too. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Ugly as sin. So, uh, yeah, Brett and I will be uh, commentating as usual as we did last time. That'll be fun. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we've got a couple additions to how we're doing the streaming. So that so if you can't make it to Adepticon, watch the Lead Pursuit stream, and there'll be a lot of, a lot of fun stuff that'll be on there. All right. Uh, that afternoon, Saturday afternoon, starting at 4 p.m. at the Hyatt this time, not at the main venue, not at the Renaissance, we'll do Aeronautica Imperialis. Yes, that game that is dead that I play every Monday night with a group of six guys. So uh, the game is far from dead, uh, but let's uh, get everyone together, play some AI. Uh, it will be the 40K series of rules. If you want to show up and play a heresy era list, uh, please drop me an email because we can accommodate that. I just want to make sure we have opponents for you. So if everybody else shows up playing Tau, uh, you're not too freaked out. Um, but there's 20 slots in that. It'll be just like last time, except it'll be at the Hyatt. So it'll be less drama for us getting it set up. And hopefully it'll be uh, a pretty quick changeover from the tournament to the battle for Bactria. And that'll be a lot of fun. Any AI plans amongst you guys? Anyone going to bring an army? Anyone want to do something other than Steve being the uh, the crazy yeah. Sky Fortress? The insane say, Sky that, Fortress? Uh, trench run game looked awesome last year. Those guys were like loving that. I wouldn't mind getting in on that game. Yeah, we're going to modify it this time. We, we we learned a lot, so I will start off by apologizing to everybody who did the Trench Run game last time. I think everyone had fun, but we were trying to figure it out. We've we've played it a couple times in our local group here, trying to tweak things to where it's still fun. There's still waves of enemies coming in, um, but you feel like you might have a chance to succeed. So we're definitely going to do that in a couple new missions. So that's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I could bring my purple space elves. I'd be the opposite of a ringer, though. I'd be like. You know, when you, when you really just need to throw somebody out there that you know could get beat up pretty easy. <laughs> to my annual game of AI. Welcome to Aeronautica Imperialis, the Battle for Bactria narrative game. Should you want no challenge at all, we have Brett Cantor right here. Yeah, now you're, you're, you're fine, man. It's uh, always a good time. And we always love beating up on your Eldar. So, all right. Uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Oh, yeah. We've got stuff on Sunday. Uh, starting the morning, assuming I recover from my hangover, uh, 9 a.m. to noon is 
as we call it, Big Mig Alley. So it's the Blood Red Skies, 172nd scale, but Mig Alley. So it's jets, it's crazy anti-aircraft sites, it's the bridges of Tokori, but in 172nd scale. So there's eight slots for that. Uh, I'll be running that simultaneous with John Russell running his Korea bolt action. And we may even throw some crazy things in based on what happens in the bolt action table or what happens on the big red skies table. So uh, those games will influence each other a little bit and we'll all have fun for a couple hours in the morning and hopefully work our way through our hangovers. And then once again, Chris will be back reprising his class again, small scale airbrush techniques from 11 to 1 p.m. And there's nine slots inside that class. So if you don't have a chance to do it early on, do it late in the week, do it on Sunday morning. And then you can, after that, get on your airplane and go away. And that is basically our schedule for what we are going to plan on doing at Adepticon. Anything else you guys want to kind of chat about? Any other things you've been thinking of, looking at? Have you seen anything out on the on the list that really strikes hey, you? We're going to uh, be playing interest? another bolt action game, right? Well, oh, are you? Yeah, oh, yeah. no, nobody's saying anything to that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're signing up for like a tournament or anything, but, you know, we're right there with all the tables. So if it's like last year, there was lots of downtime where the tables were not being used. Yeah. And, you know, we're close enough for those guys. They probably get us over there. Maybe Casey or Proctorus yeah. as we stumble through it again. <laughs> Maybe you should read the rules this time and actually buy a rule book. We have nah, rule books. Why would you do that? Not I, we have rule books. Yeah, <laughs> I just didn't bring them or pay attention to them. Or, yeah. <laughs> no, that would be good. Now, um, well, what else do we think we might be streaming? I know Steve, you've been talking to a couple uh, guys. I what think uh, what are like, you? Uh, what are you hearing? If back? I had to like put kind of a you know a stake in the ground, I would say really confident we'll be streaming some World of Tanks stuff, which is kind of a yep. From what I've heard about World of Tanks and what I've gathered from it, it's kind of like blood red skies tanks right it's like a simple to learn game but then has all kinds of those mechanics that you can layer on it with the special abilities and the cards and stuff like that so uh really curious to check out the world of tanks type of stuff and uh, i think we might actually stream a bolt action game or two of uh their big tournament it sounds like so certainly uh make sure you follow us on facebook and twitch and all those sites so you can hop on those streams and check out all the stuff that's going on in the historical venue of Adepticon. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think we'll probably do Facebook again this time. That seemed to work really well for fall in, but we'll just muddle through and figure out which that or Twitch or whatever uh, service we need to do to get the most visibility out there. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Every time we do it, it gets a little better and a little better, you know, and uh, yeah. And it's fun, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's always some, some cool things that people get to see when you have the overhead perspective. It's not the same as just kind of walking up to a table and, and watching stuff. And then obviously people can go back and take a look at the, uh, take a look at the replays and, and yeah, find if the you're stuff they using missed. sick days from work or whatever, you could let us know. We'll blur your face out so you don't get on the stream. You don't get in trouble. You know, we can work with you. We'll <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you told your wife that you're going to a conference in Schaumburg for work. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Anything else? I know it's been kind of a quick and dirty episode, but I wanted to at least get everybody together, talk about Adepticon before the registration opened and everything went crazy. Uh, Any other last minute things from y'all? Brett's thinking. I can see the smoke coming out of his ears. No, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, this is such a fun time for us. And uh, for me, uh, I get to 
you know, kind of catch up with you guys in a small way, playing, actually getting some games in. You know, I'm so jealous of you guys playing every Monday night. So yeah, I. This, this yeah, is kind of my big game event for me. I gotta say, it's it's a good deal. Uh, I definitely don't take it for granted. I've missed two weeks now, but uh, it's it's fun. I think the real question is going to be: Are we going to have to take some time from playing AI to play Limp, as I'm calling it, Legion Imperialis, or uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol? So. There's, uh, there's definitely a push to get a couple of those games in, but uh, I don't want to lose the momentum we have for AI around here because it's it's good to to have a good group of guys that keep showing up uh, and keep playing and keep changing up the missions. Which, So so everybody knows y'all uh, that are coming to Adepticon to play AI are benefiting greatly from all the poor guys in this game group who I experiment on every Monday night with a new scenario. And when it feels horribly, they tell me it was no fun. Uh, that means we weeded that scenario out so you don't have to play it at Adepticon. <laughs> so thank those guys when you run into them. All right. That's all I've got. Anything else in the, from the cheap seats from Steve yeah, or I from think, Brett? You know, just uh, if you're kind of on the fence about going to an event and you're kind of like stuck in your own little green group with three or four people kind of in your basement doing your own thing, uh, I don't know. You should just come out, come to Adepticon. You're going to meet awesome people. You're going to play crazy games. You're going to probably go home with 10 new games to play, but uh, like get out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get out there, meet some people, hit up both venues. I mean, I'm not super into like the sci fi stuff, yep. the 40K stuff, but uh, all kinds of cool games over there in the vendor hall just to get out and, and get as much out of it as you can. Yeah, well, and that's that's a point we didn't even talk about with the vendor hall because it's you could spend an entire episode talking about the vendor hall and how much time you can spend there and uh, definitely make the time to go through there. Uh, and if you're a smart person, unlike me, uh, set your budget before you go so you know how much money you can spend. Otherwise, uh, you can blow a lot of money like Brett buying motorcycles. All right. Well, like everybody said, let's. Have a good time at Adepticon. Make your plans early. Uh, let us know what your plans are, what events you're going to show up for, and we'll all get together and hang out. And other than that, just keep climbing for advantage. Please, God, somebody send us a new tagline to end this show with.